0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Movie Maker Podcast. I'm Eric Steuer. Today on the show we've got Carla Murphy and Jad Abumrad. Murphy is a documentary producer and journalist. You may have seen her on TV as a correspondent for one of the several PBS news magazines she's worked on over the years, and Abumrod is the host and creator of Radio Lab, which is the very popular radio program and podcast. Murthy directed and produced a new documentary called The Place That Makes Us. Um, Abumrad is the executive producer. And Murthy and Abumrad are a married couple and they both had a hand in this film. But it's really Murthy's show. She uh, visited Youngstown, Ohio a few years ago and uh, was working on a different piece. But while she was there, got the the seeds of an idea for this film and began working on it. And uh, visited several times to Youngstown over the last few years to collect footage and to meet people and to kind of get her story together. Um, So it was a long process. Youngstown, of course, was once a booming, booming steel and mining town, but now sort of epitomizes the kind of post-industrial U.S. city where the population has fled and they're aren't so many jobs, but when Murthy visited Youngstown, she found that there are actually lots of people, among the young generation especially, who have stuck around and who are working to build a brighter future locally for themselves and their families and their communities in Youngstown. There's this narrative that the people who have stayed behind in some of these places have done so because they've been beaten down, but uh, there's a lot of folks who have stayed almost as a form of activism, and they're there rebuilding homes, bringing in businesses, cultivating a community of makers, creators, and artists. So I found this film quite inspiring. I liked the look of it a lot, too. I liked all the people I met. It was really a... Uh, I highly recommend it. It's uh, The Place That Makes Us. It is out now, and you can watch it on pbs.org. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Carla Murthy and Jad Abumrad. You spent a lot of time in Youngstown, three years on and off, filming for this documentary. Were there things you thought you knew for sure were true about Youngstown, going into making this project that you discovered where you were wrong about?
1: Well, I didn't um, know that it was as diverse as it was until I went there. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know that over 50, around 50% of the population is black for instance. Um, and so as we were filming, you know, a lot of the people that are in the film, we met them very organically. Um, and so um Julius Oliver who um is a councilman there is someone we met you know when one of our main characters Ian brought us to a city hall meeting um and we really wanted to include his story because you know he's um his family um, really represented this the long this long history of the black community in um, these mill towns, and I felt like that story you don't see very often, um, especially you know when I first went to Youngstown it was 2016, and you know the main narrative that we heard you know that during that election year was about um, mainly white voters who were. Um, bitter and disaffected and, um, you know, resentful of what happened in these towns. And you didn't get a much and while that narrative was definitely true, there's there's a lot more that's going on there. There are um, a lot of different, you know, populations that live in these towns. So um, that was one thing that, you know, surprised me. And then we just kind of really wanted to have have that experience included in the film.
0: You're both in the business of storytelling in different ways. Jad, you work in audio, of course, and Carla, you are a news reporter. I know that in that job, often you are in and out of a place very quickly to tell a story that you already have some sense of going in. You already know, ideally, what the kind of material that you want to collect is going in, and that's quite a bit different than how this movie was created, where you shaped the story to some degree based on the experience of being there and meeting people for a long period of time and getting to know things that were happening. So how was the experience of making this movie different from what you're
2: used to doing in your jobs it's something that carl and i uh always joke about you know i work in i work in audio and you can sometimes spend uh two two years on a story and at radio lab we often do because um you know the the footprint is small tape is cheap and you can just show up with your little mic and uh and follow a story and you don't know where it's gonna go and and you just kind of hang out and watch um, with t- with, t- with television, you know, when I would watch her go and film these shoots, I mean, there's so many people involved and there's lights, uh, and, and it just, you had to, the, 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 sense I always got sort of as a, as an onlooker was you have to be very clear about what you're going to capture when you go, go to these places, uh, when you're doing television. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, I'm going to say something and Carla, maybe you tell me if it's true. I feel like part of the appeal of. For Carla in making this movie was the chance to really break out of that that box that you have to live in when you're doing uh, television news and to really just sort of witness something and to stand still as opposed to parachuting in, parachuting out, but to really stay. I mean, to in, in some way embody the entire m- mission of the movie. It's, it is about people who stayed and who resisted that urge to fly away and as a journalist, I think the first thing you have to do to capture that is to stay as well. And so I think that's kind of what – I don't know. Does that, does that vibe for you?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's – I did a news story about Youngstown back in 2016. And, you know, you can kind of compare this film and that news story. And they're both telling the same story in a way but in completely different formats. You know, the news story is really like only allowing people to say they have their one soundbite and their one, you know, issue and we're um, and the same issues about the revitalization efforts in Youngstown. But the film actually, for me, um, gave me the chance to sort of experience that as as the work was being done and to, you know, watch their lives unfold, like who are these people and to see their families and go to dinner with them and watch the seasons change and watch people fall in love. And, you know, so that was, um, it was so completely new to me and um very open ended and um, also really difficult to edit <laughs> because of it. But um, you know, it was it, you could almost do like a, a, a class on looking at these two different stories telling the same story and mm-hmm. um, and you know what they accomplish and um, you know with the intention and
2: yeah. And I think uh, just to just to underline something, some stuff she just said. I mean, I think that any film is an exploration of time in some way, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is something really beautiful to me about the time that you experience in this movie, um, particularly when you juxtapose it against the very same thing, but done in a seven or 10 minute package. Uh, there is some way in which if you experience time as it actually, I mean, everything is condensed, obviously, in any movie, right? But there's some way in which there are whole scenes where, you, where you're where you simply in a house and watching it being transformed. And the lived experience of, of watching that house transformed, you just feel... You, you know, change in a different way. You know, there's something about the seven-minute news story that it gives you a sense that, that that people are issues and change is an issue and issues get talked about and then issues get resolved. But then when you actually see someone working on the issue and you stand still, uh, it's an entirely different experience. And there's something for me about living that. That um, I, I I still haven't quite found the right words for it, but it it felt revelatory when I watched this movie.
0: I talk to a lot of filmmakers on this show who increasingly are faced with very challenging time constraints when it comes to uh, collecting the footage that they need to get for their film. So their uh, shooting schedules will look like just a couple of months, or in some cases, even just a few weeks. And that could be due to budget constraints or any variety of things. It really just means that they have to do everything under these very, very narrow parameters. And you had the experience of making this film, uh, shooting the material for it over a couple of years. So my question there is that on the one hand, of course, that is a great luxury. On the other, I could imagine that it is extremely challenging to be working without those more narrow parameters in some ways, because how do you know when you're done? How do you know that you've told your story?
1: Yeah, that was really difficult for me because, you know, I do come from a news story where we basically know what the outcome is when we go into filming. Um, and we, I did give myself sort of one parameter from the very beginning, which was I knew I wanted to follow one house. Um, over time, and I knew that could be a great backbone for the film, because to me, these homes, when you first walk into them, and they're filled with all of these belongings that, you know, someone had to leave behind. I mean, it's really heartbreaking. And it's, you know, a tragedy that someone had to walk away from a house like that. And to me, those homes are very symbolic and emblematic of, you know, what's happened across the post-industrial Midwest. So um, I kind of wanted that to be sort of a symbol of what these towns and what families and, you know, people across the Midwest have gone through. Um, And that was sort of an idea I had on that very first reporting trip back in 2016. Like that would be such a great, you know, backbone to kind of contain a film. Um, And then, yeah, it was – really difficult to know when to stop filming. Um, We, we, I mean, and that's kind of also where Jad came in as the executive producer um, to kind of help me take that sort of bird's eye view and take a step back and um, figure out how we were going to weave these stories into something.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like, it's impossible to condense how hard it is to, to, to know, not even just how when to stop filming, but you know, I watched Carla and Alexander go through uh five different forms. You know, at, at one point this was going to be um a series of series of short 20 to 30 minute uh things, and and the feel and the focus of that was totally different. Uh at at one point it was going to be a long-ish feature, and then it sort of expanded into a feature film. I mean, there were long, long periods, I would say stretching years where it wasn't even clear what what shape this was gonna have um and those those are those are not easy you feel uh i mean i've been through that myself in in making radio stories you feel like an utter failure (laughs) through those periods um uh so i mean the fact that any documentary gets made is kind of an amazing thing to me it's kind of a miracle because as anyone will tell you i mean Bef- until it comes out, no one's clamoring for it. No one's desperate for it. There's not a lot of money in it. Um, and you really just have to just kind of will yourself to do it every day. Uh, so it's really amazing to see. For me, you know, in the bleachers to see after a four-year process, here we are. Um, you know, it's about to have its premiere. That's kind of just a miracle to me.
1: And I think also you you um, have to look at your footage and and see what your footage tells you to do and guides you to do. And, you know, one of the reasons we were able to do this for so long is because, um, Alexandra, my producing partner and partner, and, um, you know, she was also the DP and it was just the two of us going back and forth, driving the six hours from New York to Youngstown. And we did that, you know, way over a dozen times over the last three years. And I think because of that, like we would spend those six hours kind of just talking about the film and what we had gotten. And, you know, when we would get to Youngstown, we might have one thing planned that we knew we wanted to get. And then things just happen, would unfold in front of us. And we would just go with it and sort of let the footage sort of dictate what the film was going to be. and so there are definitely some moments that happened that we could have never predicted and they kind of became markers to us and we're like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be our ending. And you just kind of have to have faith in the process and um, trust your instincts
0: there's a very lovely visual quality to the film. It's very cinematic. And I wanted to ask how you came upon this aesthetic to tell this story. And there's a very nice balance of sort of, you know, images of post-industrial cities, the kinds that I think that many people are used to, but that often take on the quality of looking at ruin porn, um, I guess. But and then, and then there's this very human aspect to it, too. And it's there's a very artful uh, look that the film has. So how conscious were you of wanting to present it that way and to not just show blight.
1: Yes, we were definitely um, cognizant of that that from the very beginning. And Alexandra is such a great um, DP to work with because she's just not afraid to get into people's faces and, you know, to just, you know, and she makes everyone feel very comfortable around her. So she was able to bring out a lot of that humanity um, and capture those moments Um, and yeah, that was one of our goals was, you know, we wanted to show it and not necessarily shy away from it, but to really show, um, the heart of, of these towns through, through the people and through their experiences. Um, so, and, you know, and we also kind of, we wanted it to have sort of a seasonal change as well. So it starts off, there's a lot of, um, overcast skies and the, the colors are a little bit more muted and dark and by the end of the film um, you're in fall and it's change and it's the leaves you know are changing and youngstown looks beautiful and you know you're that was also just a conscious decisions you know so as the film progresses it gets the colors become a little bit more um, saturated as well
2: part of it's funny it's like a a, a place like youngstown what might attract journalists like us, like Brooklyn journalists, to go there is precisely the story that these young people are, are working so hard to, to shed uh, in a way. And so, you know, as as journalists, once you see that, you have, you have uh, it's a real question, an ethical balance question in that you need to actually show the story that they are, that is to some degree true, but that they are actually working to, to change. Uh, but at the same time, there is a seductive power to those images. I mean, you know, you can sit in a ruined building and just like get lost in the haunted kind of ghostly quality of that. I mean, there's a reason that ruined porn exists. Um, but at the same time, I think what you see in this, I mean, the balance is what you see in this film is not simply uh, blight, but you see uh, you see people working so progressively and so hard and so um, methodically to change a house and at the end, when when or it's not even really at the end, in the middle, when all those people rush into the Pineview home and they rip out all the stuff, and you see that, it feels um, it feels heroic in some way. It feels like uh, I love that the movie makes that moment feel like almost the like it's the Superman moment from a Marvel superhero. Like there's something in it, just like it, the scale, and, and that's the correct scale, I think. Uh, so uh, you know, I don't know. There's a it's a balance uh, between the work and the thing that they're trying to work on um but at the same time it is those people that ultimately take center stage.
0: Yeah, that scene in particular, that was I wanted to be there. I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to go into that house and and be a part of that a very very powerful moment.
1: That I mean and when you're when you're there filming it, you it's like Alexandra was, you know, in the mix filming it and I was just standing there and I was like, I have to, I have to do something. I have to get involved. And, you know, at one point we were filming a house and I went and hid in the basement and put a face mask on and got to work. I mean, it's true. You can't help but want to get involved.
0: There's that great quote that you opened the film with Grace Lee Boggs, her name, the the most radical thing I ever did was to stay put. So could you talk about who she was and her relationship to some of the themes in the movie?
1: So when uh, it was when we were filming at um, YNDC, which is the nonprofit in the film, and Ian actually had that quote printed out above his desk. And that's where I got the idea to, um, to use that as the, in the beginning of the film. Cause I was like, oh, that's exactly what, what they're doing. Um, And she was, you know, a a great activist um, from, I think the Detroit area also, and human rights activist. And, um, you know, it's, the the fact the idea that this is radical I think was
0: empowering probably
1: yeah and it's just so interesting because what they're doing doesn't seem radical like renovating rehabbing one house um, you know doing this neighborhood work um street by street but in my mind you know it, it is radical what they're doing and just like the work and the determination um, and the dedication that it takes, to do this work for years on end um, is radical. And I wanted to really kind of validate those efforts and shed light on those efforts because we think of radical change as being, you know, huge protests in the streets and, you know, regime changes. and But there's all this stuff that's happening on the ground in these little towns across America that we often don't get to see and don't lift up as being, you know, incredibly valuable, um, change and progress, um, and work that's being done in, in these communities by the people who live in the communities.
0: My final question is what do you want people to leave with after they've watched this film and and after they've met the people that, that you got to meet in making the film?
1: I set out to make a film that was inspiring. Like I knew I wanted to make a film that was inspiring and hopeful and, um, I just feel like it's so easy right now to feel very jaded and overwhelmed by everything that's happening in the country and in the world. And, um, you know, I wanted to show people that there is work that can be done and it doesn't have to be, you know, huge, uh, you know, change, you know, on the streets or, or, you know, it could be so simple as just helping a, a neighbor out or mentoring one child or, you know, rehabbing one house. Um, all of that work is incredibly valuable. And, you know, I just really hope to inspire people to look around in their own communities and see what they can do. Um, and, you know, it can be big and, you know, and it can be very small, these small acts of change, they all kind of add up and um, can move us forward.
0: thanks for listening to movie maker check us out at moviemaker.com, where we post stories pretty much every day about movies and movie making and movie makers subscribe to movie makers print magazine every time a new issue comes out i find myself waiting by that mailbox takes a day or two but once it gets there i am just overjoyed i bring that issue inside and i read it cover to cover it's a great magazine let's just say that Good resource if you're someone interested in the art and craft of making movies. It really is a wonderful magazine. Follow us on social media at MovieMakerMag. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And say a nice thing or two about us while you're there, would you? We will be back soon with another episode of Movie Maker, And I hope you'll be there to join us. Until then, take care of yourselves.